This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. We've been talking about restoration. Well, Pastor, oh, don't you think you've, you've really said enough? I, I got it. I got it. Well, you know, that can be problematic if there's a whole lot more that God would want to give to us than just what little bit we've already got. Uh, part of the description of eternal life and life with God is evermore. Everybody say that with me, ever more. That's an interesting combination of words, isn't it? God is evermore. No matter how much you have right now, God is evermore than that. God has a, He is the greater one with a greater measure. Say it one more time. Say evermore. See, if you're going to walk with God, it'll always be forevermore. About the time you you get to the horizon of the destination that you got a glimpse of, all of a sudden he opens up a whole brand new vista for you and sets our sights on even more of this evermore God. I tell you, you know, we've been walking with God since 19... 83 and that's going to be uh we're just that's 38 years now february 38 years so we're coming up on uh 40 years with god in just uh inside of just two more years and i never would have imagined could have dreamed of seeing a god that I first got a glimpse of in Jesus as Savior, learned Jesus as Lord, learned that He's a healer, a deliverer, a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's light for the darkness. He's prosperity for the the poverty that I brought to Him. I'll tell you, you know, uh, and... I'm seeing more of him now than ever before. I'm hungrier now, thirstier more now uh, for the righteousness of God, for the right things, the right way, the right wants, see, uh, in life than ever before. I'm not, uh, that's enough and no more. Not with this God who is evermore than I could ever hope or imagine or dream. I, I invite you, if you're not, you know, uh, maybe you need to, you know, quit uh, eating at the pig's trough and the in the pig pen that the world offers. Get a little hungry for something better because God's got way better for you than the world could ever give you. You. you You know, sometimes David said this, uh, and then we'll get into Scripture over in Ruth, but David said this, he said, man, I almost missed it. 
He said, I really got uh, uh, twisted up and corkscrewed in the, in the road when uh, I looked at the wicked and I thought, they don't have any trouble at all. They got it made. Everything goes well for them. They're, they're looking fine. And he said, and he said, and I said to myself, he said, what good is it that I've kept the rules? Played by the rules. All I've got is trouble for it. He said, and I almost missed it until I came into the sanctuaries of God. I like that, that it's plural. It's not just singular. He said, until I came into the sanctuaries of God, where, where he said, I saw it in just a moment. He goes, they're on a slippery slope. If your hope is all in this world, that's all there is. That's all that there is. But we know that there's more than that, isn't there? There's ever more. There's eternity for God to unfold the manifest. The Bible says the manifest uh, uh, wisdoms of His grace. Ever, ever, ever more. I'll tell you what. Uh, Jesus is worth it all in this life. If only for that. But the Bible promises us that when we walk with God, when we work with God, when we trust God, when we keep God's will and God's way, that we will experience, we will have an Eden experience. There will be days of heaven on the earth. What makes heaven heaven? God. Face-to-face relationship, the presence of God. What is the glory of God? The Bible says the whole earth will be filled with His glory. What is the glory of God? The manifested, brought out into the open where it can be seen and felt and experienced, heard and looked at. Presence of God. Personally present, this Jesus, in your life. More real than the ground you're standing on. Closer than the breath you're breathing in. This Jesus. That's the kind of relationship that he promised us. He said, no, I'm going to the Father. And physically I'll be with the Father in, in my new body, glorified body. He said, but I'm going to send you someone that as I'm removed I will be replaced by him. He said, I'm going to send you another comforter, even the Holy Spirit. You know, there's a, even a, a, a great portion uh, of Father's family that does not embrace the person of the Holy Spirit. He's still just kind of cousin it. You know? No. He's God in you. He'll be with you, but he'll also be in you. And I want to encourage you, you know, uh, there's ever more to experience beyond just salvation. You know, salvation is just the beginning, becoming a new baby in Jesus. Then there's the growing up. And even unto the full stature and the full measure uh, of who you were meant to be, created to be the workmanship 
of God. Keep, let God keep working on you. And I know he's, I believe he's working on folks today, both in the house, but also probably even more those folks that are uh, outside of the house right now, perhaps outside of the family. Being born again means being, being birthed by the word of God, believing the message of the salvation that's found only in Jesus Christ. I'd like to invite you uh, today, if you haven't asked Jesus to be Savior, and to be and acknowledge Him as Lord of your life. Today's a very good time. Very good time. You know, uh, I remember when I decided to follow Jesus. I couldn't wait till the end of the service because, uh, you know, uh, I had made up uh, my mind. I told Sandy. I said, you know, I love you, but I ain't going to hell for you. For I got a revelation of heaven. I had me a revelation of hell. I knew I didn't want to go there. I didn't know much about either one, but boy, I'd had plenty of hell on the earth. I couldn't imagine what it would be like to be stuck in that forever. And here comes Jesus with this offer and said, Now, I'm the only way, though, now. It's me and me alone. All of you for all of me. I'm going to go the rest of the way together. And I decided to follow Jesus. And, you know... Uh, you know, when, when you've made up your mind to do the will of God, whether it's, it's giving your heart to Jesus or an obedience to God, responding to him in some obedient way, you can't wait to get uh, to that place where your obedience to the faith can be completed. Amen. So there may be people that uh, are here today, maybe uh, people that are uh, watching or when you turn in, you've, uh, you've made a decision. I have decided to follow Jesus. You don't need to wait till then. Let's do that right now. Say, dear Jesus, I choose your will and your way. I choose you. Come into my life in a greater measure in a greater way than I've ever known or acknowledged you before today. And Lord, I'll do your will. I'll keep to your way. I will obey. Amen. Well, now, see, it's something about being, getting some things settled. Amen. The most important thing you'll ever settle in your life is to follow Jesus. Be a follower of Jesus. A lot of people get fire insurance, you know, but uh, uh, that might get you started. But, but you know, uh, even yeah, be, decide to be a follower. All the rest of my days, I'm going to follow Jesus. Amen? All right, let's uh, look at Ruth chapter 1 in verse 6 and 7. It says, One day... This is talking about Naomi. Naomi, she got herself together, she and her two daughters-in-law, to leave the country of Moab and set out for home. She had heard that God had been pleased to visit his people and give them food, and so she started out from the place she had been living. She and her two daughters-in-law with her on the road back to the land of Judah. You know, we see this uh, Naomi, and she uh, was in a foreign land. She followed her husband there and brought her two sons there, and they spent a good amount of time there. Long enough, you know, if you spend enough time in a place, you're going to take on uh, some of the culture, some of the things. that. But for her, because she was out of place, 
in that place. Uh, what was seemed like a good idea uh, found out it wasn't really a God idea because the Bible says there is a way that seems right to a man. It seemed right to her husband, Elimelech, uh, to go there. Uh, but we find out that uh, sometimes a good idea in a way that seems right to a man, the Bible says, ends in death and destruction. And you can apply that uh, in her story. Perhaps we could see ourselves in, in her story. I would encourage you to find yourself in the Bible. I would encourage you to not only look for Jesus, but look for the life you have with him in the Bible. Anybody can relate maybe to this Naomi. It says one day she came to herself. She got herself together. And she started out. We're talking about a woman who got herself together. Sunday, you're looking for, you know, the psychologist. Or you're looking for the, uh, uh, you know, the um, doctor or this one or that one to get you together. Maybe you're looking for your woman to get you together. You're looking for your mama to get you together. But you know, you got to get yourself together. Are you hearing? You you got to learn to. Get yourself together, see? Now, herself was that we see that in getting herself uh, together, she had heard what God was doing and she got herself together because she realized, I wasn't born for this. I'm not supposed to be here in this. This is not God's highest and best for me. Let me encourage you. You might have been born in sin, but that's not God's highest and best for you. You might have been born separated from God, but God's highest and best was He sent Jesus to die on the cross, and that cross laid over and made a bridge over the troubled waters and got you out of uh, the control of the devil. You can have God and as much of God or as little of God as you want to, but I would suggest you don't leave any room for the devil. The Bible says give the devil no place. You know, when you become a Christian, you shouldn't be going down and doing what you always done before you was a Christian. When you get together with Jesus, see, he's going in a different way than, than death, hell, and the grave and destruction for your life. He don't, he's going to change you from the inside out and there's something wrong if you still want to do what you always did before you wanted Jesus. You can't have two things. You can't serve two masters. You can't be one way one day and another way the next day. Now I'm not trying to make you feel bad but dear God you need to feel bad enough to get yourself back into a place where you can feel good about following Jesus and stop doing the stupid stuff. I tell you, the devil is, to follow the devil is stupid. Anybody ever been somewhere and found yourself in a situation? You go, well, that was stupid. And you know, of course, but the devil made me do it, right? It was mama made me do it. It was because the seat was cold on the potty when they trained me. I was traumatized, so I still... Listen, when you get born again, let God potty train you. It won't be a cold seat. You'll learn how to take care of yourself. You'll learn how to, how to be successful in life. Are you listening? You will no longer be the victim you will be you have been made the victor she got herself together 
It came to her when she heard what God was doing. Hey, I'm supposed to be involved in what God is doing. I am to be a part of what God is doing. I have my part of what He has purposed and planned for all of mankind. Now, I can't be everybody, but I tell you, to God, this nobody became a somebody, and I'm going to do the something that God has for me to do. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Sometimes we ought to sing some of those songs again. It's just an old hymn, but you know, it was good enough for Grandma who stayed steady on the pew that you despise. That you got a comfortable chair. She sat maybe under a brush arbor on a, on a wooden bench, but stayed faithful to God, prayed her family through, pray, stayed, stayed steady with God, and, and, oh Lord, have a mercy, I, I, I need not say some of what we see today, do we? No, she got herself together. She came to herself. You know, you, she had to pr- confront because, see, she was with a wanderer and a wanderer where her husband was concerned. And when you follow wanderers and wanderers, there'll be some unintended consequences in your life. Now, now ladies, I, I do suggest... You know, as the Bible says, that you honor your husband. You know, there have been times where Pastor Sandy has followed me down some dead-end roads and some ditches. And I'm going to tell you what now. Listen, it didn't turn out so good for us. See? And uh, I learned, my wife is short, so I learned to bend down and listen to her when she says, I don't have a piece about that. I don't think God's in that, but I'm going to yield to you because you're my husband and your leader. And see, I had to, I had broken trust, so I had to earn trust. I, my leadership had be, had to, had to, uh, I had to earn that. Amen. Are you listening? I had to learn it and then I had to earn it because you can't just act like a fool. I'll tell you something else, you know, talking like a fool, calling your woman names other than beautiful, other than prize, other, other than God's gift to me. You call all other kind of stuff, that's what you're going to have. Amen. And then wonder why you got what you got. Well, what you disrespect, you will lose. What you don't honor, see, it will move away from you. Hallelujah. Amen. Nobody wants to be around folks that don't celebrate them. Well, we've gone to meddling. Let's move on here. So she honored her husband, but, you know, it wound out she was left in a bad way. Wasn't no social security, wasn't no welfare, wasn't none of that kind of stuff down there in Moab, I'll tell you right now. Uh, now, um, she had to deal, though, with the wanderer and the wanderer in her. You know, there's a little bit of that in uh, a measure. Let's say a little bit. Let me just say a measure of wandering and wandering in all of us isn't there sometimes you know you 
you wonder is 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 this it there's is is there somewhere else something else someone else see and that's you know double mindedness see keeping all of your options your options open see opens you up to too many choices see when when pastor sandy and i chose each other there are no other options there's the uh, Job said, I made a covenant with my eyes that I would not look lustfully on a woman. Are you hearing? Another woman. See? See, I only have eyes for this girl right here. That's it. Amen. <laughs> Sometimes Pastor Sandy says, did you see the shoes that so-and-so said on? I said, I don't look at shoes. I said, I look at people's faces because if I look at shoes, I have to go all the way down from the face to the shoe, and I'm not going to do that. Oh, pastor. Well, I've been married to the same girl for 43 years. There's certain things that are my responsibility. You have to conduct yourself. Are you listening? Worthy as a husband. Be a real husband if you're going to have a wife. And a life with her. Amen. Anyhow. Um, you know. You have to deal with the wandering. That's driving the wandering. You ever heard somebody say. He's got a wandering eye. It could, Not just relationships. Goodness sakes. You know. I mean. Not just the neighbor's wife. And the neighbor's stuff. But it's the neighbor's house. The neighbor's job. The neighbor's locale. It's like any, uh, you know, people uh, will hold the cardboard sign on the highway anywhere but here. But you know, God has a spot for each and every one of us. God has a, has a place where he planted everything and then he plants you and I. Amen. He called the Eden. In order to have an Eden experience, you've got to let God set you up. Then you've got to let God set you in. You've got to be set in and get settled. The planting of the Lord, the Bible talks about. I, I, you know, and I'll just tell you now, sometimes it's a long way to home, isn't it? It says she headed for home. She headed back to Bethlehem, back to God, back to his blessing, back to her original, inher- the place of her original family inheritance. Let me ask you, are you far from where you should be? Where God says that you could be? And where you would be, where he wants you? Is that, let me ask you today, is that where you want to be? Are you still wondering and wondering if, you know, uh, what's the second choice for my life? Everybody, everybody, the Bible says you have to, in order to be uh, single-minded, you have to stop the double-mindedness, which is what? Second-guessing God. Second-guessing God. Have you ever second-guessed God? Oh, goodness, I've, I've second-guessed God even up to, you know, uh, 
in certain things, even up into this year, a good part of this year. You know, it's amazing that, that when it, once it gets settled on the inside, which is where only God can settle it, then it just goes so much better on the outside. It will be reflected on the outside. You know, I'm probably not the only one who's just thought about maybe keeping my options open case this didn't work out. Hello now. Two or three, you nodding your head. A few of you won't say nothing. It's okay. Just listen now. Just listen. Have you ever, have you ever uh, thought, well, if it gets too rough and tough, uh, you know, if circumstances or situations, you should never be moved by circumstances and situations when you're following the will of God. You'll miss it. You should never be pressed. And the most pressure comes when you're trying to hit the center of his will and his life for your life. You should never let the pressure, the pressure press you out of God's will and God's way. It should press you deeper into the center of keeping his will and his way. And pressure will come. There's plenty of pressure in, in going against the world's way. The narrow road runs right up the middle of the, uh, of the broad road that leads to destruction, and they're not going in the same direction. Now we saw in this simple uh, Google uh, facts, you can Google it up for yourself, that Naomi in Moab was 9,912 miles from Bethlehem. This, uh, back to Bethlehem, calculated the average person walking three to four miles per hour, 12 hours a day, uh, factoring in uh, 39 uh, uh, Sabbath days uh, in the mix amounted to 275 days approximately the journey, the better part of a year. Oh, brother, I can't wait for the Happy Meal at McDonald's more than 10 minutes. Now, we can't talk about 275 days from now. I'm just trying to get through to the, the I'm trying to get through the drive through line today. Exactly. You know, there's some things that we may, quote, have faith for, but if you don't have the, prox- the, the uh, if you don't have the parallel measure of patience, you'll never get there. The Bible talked about God's frustration with Israel, unfaithful, unbelieving, doubting, second-guessing. Are you listening? Always crossing up with God. Always keeping all their options open. Well, if it don't work out here, we can always go back to there. We'll always, you know, uh, figure out our, our own way. If we don't have the appropriate uh, the faith and patience we, and follow those who inherited the promises through the faith and the patience. You know, God will work some patience into you. Anybody feel like that your patience is being worked on? Well, you're, you're being stretched with your faith, but boy, your patience is the stronger rubber band of the two. The harder stretch is to wait for the process to complete itself. You know, the process in getting married for Miss Sandy says, till death do us part. And we've had conversations about, you know, uh, uh, 
you know, whether we would be married in heaven. I said, well, you know, I guess if we were family down here, probably be family up there. But we've already decided that she's probably going to have a place at the ocean on the beach and I'll live in the mountains and we'll have to get together as we can. Hallelujah. Maybe, maybe her landed estate will, will connect with my landed estate and she'll be down there at the, uh, at the beach house and I'll live in the mountain house. And, you know, uh, it, it's easy when you can be translated in a moment of time. Just be where you are when you want to be there. Amen. Who knows? I mean, God will work that all out. We trust him where that's concerned. Wouldn't you say so? So we see that this was no small thing, no easy thing, no quick fix things. That leaves a lot of folks out, doesn't it? If it's not, if it's not a big thing, if it's not an easy thing, if it's not a, a quick fix thing, that leaves a lot of folks out. Well, don't be left out. You know, it took some hope, didn't it? I said it took some hope to head out for home. She had heard, and that's the first thing that comes when we hear what God is doing. It, the first thing that it does is that it ignites something within us. What would that something be? Hope. The seed of hope. All my plans for you are to give you hope, to give you hope for a future. Amen. You know, the Bible says that Jesus is the hope. And, and describes him as the anchor that holds beyond the veil, you know, and keeps us staying steady. There's something about staying steady. When you can't see the end, it's beyond the veil of tomorrow. How many of you know what's going to happen tomorrow? Well, you can't see it unless God were to show you. Isn't that right? Amen. There's a veil put on our life that we have right now. You can certainly see where you've been. You can see where you are. But it takes a glimpse of the glory of God and hope to see into the future. He said, I'm going to give you hope. I'm going to throw an anchor uh, out there for you. And, uh, and the hope would be this, that we hope in the Lord today. It's the anchor that keeps the drift in check. The Bible says a double-minded person. It has a mind, uh, uh, you know, uh, for God, but also has a mind for the world. There's, there's two lines of thought and reasoning that are always in conflict, always arguing with one another. To love the world is to hate God. Talk about his ways. You understand what I'm saying. The love of the world means the love of the Father is not... In us, and there's a lot of people that claim to love the Father, but they're, but evidently we love the world's ways because we keep the world's way. There comes a point in time, like this summer, when we need to shift systems. And why would that be? Well, you know, the little pig that built with straw, and the little pig that built with sticks, found out that it had no stability, no stability power. So they needed to shift their building system. They needed to build, uh, they found refuge in, the, uh, in their relative that had built with brick. 
Amen. We want to build lives that are lasting, don't we? Lasting in success. You don't want to go three steps forward and four steps back. We want to be able to... God intends for your life to be an accumulative effect. A steady plodding that brings a true prosperity that's lasting, that's evermore. So the anchor keeps the drift. The scripture says in James that says that it says a man that's double-minded is just tossed about by the waves adrift at sea. Just no no stability, no stability in life. But hope keeps us uh, staying uh, steady. Now there's a scripture, um, and I believe I passed over it. It's uh, found in Psalms. And it talks about, uh, it says this, Psalms 37, verse 34, Put your hope in the Lord, travel steadily along his path. Even if the path is long and strong, travel steadily. It's a journey. You have to keep moving forward with the Lord. You know, I believe that, uh, and I, I know this, the Lord repeats himself over and over again. Hey, did your mama ever have to tell you more than one time, pick up your clothes, close the door, do this, do that. Did you, you, you all have those phrases where mama had to tell you more than one time. Did she mind telling you more than one time? Peter said in the Bible, he, he said, I don't mind telling you more than one time. In the book of Peter as a pastor. So sometimes pastors repeat themselves. And why? Because God repeats himself. And I've heard the Lord just say this. He goes, you just need to stay steady. You just need to stay steady and learn life here. See, in this uh, measure. And all of these things come to uh, bear. Traveling steadily along his path. The term steady defined means firm. You know, some folks are such a soft sell. Here comes some slick trick and just, you know, sell you a bill of goods in a heartbeat. See? No, we need to be firm. Firmly rooted and planted and firm in what we believe. Now listen, I'm sorry, but now God's way of helping us to believe uh, Him is church. His primary sourcing in your life of His Word, which is what God wants, His will and His way, where He teaches us is in the church. The church has been uh, trivialized and and deemed, what did did they say uh, last year? Unessential. Non-essential. See, if you want to, if you want to know God's will and God's way, just listen to what the world says, because God's thing's just the opposite. The church is more essential than anything else. There are people that move around because of jobs and relationships and situations and circumstances. You know, Sandy and I. You know, uh, uh, we we. Uh, after we became Christians, we never... Now, before we became a Christian, God used circumstances and situations 
in our life to direct us. But after we become uh, um, Christians, there has never been uh, a, a place where we have been or a thing that we have done where vocation or home was concerned that was not first centered around where God wanted us to go to church. Because everything else came out of that one fountain. I can get a job anywhere. But I can't always get a I can't always get a church home, are you listening? Where God sets me in and where I can hear the word of God. And you'll find that over the course of time, you know, uh, what you heard makes all the difference. What you're hearing makes all the difference. Pastor Sandy says it's life and death. And some of you don't believe that, but I'm going to tell you what. Now, what's the most, what is the most vital part of your body? Some of you would say your heart, your lungs. It's that little tongue in your mouth. Because the power of life and death are, the life and death are in the power of the tongue. This is the rudder of the ship. Until you learn to have some respect for God's words, you won't respect any other kind of words. You're just a loose cannon going off, shooting off at the mouth a bunch of junk, and the devil will make sure that you have what you say. If you're not making sure that you're saying what God is saying, so God can make sure you'll have what you say. Now that's grown up stuff. See? Well, you'll never grow up apart from the church. You'll never grow up apart from the family of God. You'll never ever reach the maturity apart from being a part of what God is doing. And I'll tell you what God's doing. He's doing church. Not religious church, but church church. The, the, the corporate life together. Amen? The body life. Of which you and I are a part. Whether we take part or not, that's up to us. But you know, we need to be firm where that is concerned. Firm in what we know and we believe. Firmly set in the place that God... And, and fixed. Fixed. Some of you want to be fixed. You're not fixed in church. You're never going to get fixed in anything else. Oh my, I just, you know, pastor, don't say that now because we've got YouTube and we've got this and we've got that and I can just, you know, float and, and uh, uh, you know, float and gloat. Well, you know, <laughs> the Bible says one verse of Scripture has held me and Pastor Sandy steady all these years. Don't forsake the assembling. Anytime that I've done that, whether for a short period of time, or an extended period of time, uh, things have not gone, gone well with me. Amen? Why? Because it's the outliers that get clipped first. Are you listening? All right. That become prey for the predators. See, it means not tottering or shaking. Consistent in mind, purpose, or pursuit. Not fickle changeable or or waving, not easily moved or persuaded to alter a purpose or pursuit. It means regular, constant, and undeviating. You know, there is a thing for staying the course. There is a course set in front of us. See, all the way with Jesus. 
all the way. You start, but you got to finish well. Isn't that right? And if you're still on this planet, you know, you're not finished yet. God's not finished yet. And if you're way over here this week and then way over there next week, this ditch, that ditch, are you listening? Still wandering and wandering. You're not staying the course. The course is in the middle of the road. It's a narrow way. Are you hearing? Need some training in your life. You know, you can train a cow with a little bit of electricity. A hog, a dog. I mean, you know, and, and guide them where they need to go. They don't fight and fuss over that. They learn their lessons. They get hit a time or two. Boy, that's it. Don't touch that. Some of you, you know, some folks just you hit them and hit them and hit them and hit them. Life does. The devil does. Tells you it's God. Are you listening? The Bible says that the wicked, it doesn't say wicked, it says the fool. It says you can grind him to powder and you still don't know what's making him stumble. Why? Because wisdom uh, comes to us. It lights our path. The word is a light to our path. A lamp to our feet. The Word of God. You want to see where God's got you going? Are you listening? you got to have some light shed. Amen? And see, light bulbs are going off uh, off right now in your thinking. Uh, you, might want to change, you might want to think about changing some things. Maybe we would like this year, God would like a little less of what... And who he doesn't want. You know that God doesn't. The who that God doesn't want in your life is the devil. And those folks that would. That would let the devil wear them and deceive you. God will move things. God will move folks too. Folks come in and folks go out. I was. You know I never worry about. We pray folks in. There's been some folks we have to. Pray with. Amen. Are you hearing? We wish everybody would stay, but I'll tell you, you know, you need to be where God wants you to be. And it's all people's good idea to be where they want to be, isn't it? We never argue with that. You're blessed coming in here. You'll be blessed going out. Hallelujah. Somebody says, well, what about so-and-so? Oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, forget not all of his benefits. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. We bless the Lord at all times. Amen. Are you listening? Hallelujah. That old Toby Keith song, I sure am glad that he said my prayers weren't answered and I, and I would have wound up with you. How do you like me now? I'm, amen. All right. Now some of you, you know, thought he was it or she was it. Aren't you glad they weren't? Don't you wish you'd found out that sooner rather than later? <laughs> amen. All right. Staying, that not easily moved or persuaded. Staying the course. It was said of Israel that they'll never get to where they're going. Now where was God had them going? He was leading them into a place that he had promised where they would reach their highest and best. They would live their best life. They would have life as it should be, as, as God declared it would be. And I'm going to tell you what now. That is... Uh, that is not just everything being perfect on the outside, but it is being a perf- there is a perfection on the inside where you have perfect peace. 
perfect joy because God has perfectly made everything right in your life. And if things go wrong, it doesn't take very long for them to get set back right again. Amen. You know, the Bible says travel steadily along his path. First of all, we need to get with Jesus. And then secondly, we need to stay with Jesus, choosing his will and his way for uh, his path for our life each and every day. You have light for today. It's today that matters the most. Tomorrow's been spent. I mean, yesterday's been spent. Tomorrow, uh, we're not there yet. So it's today. The Bible says today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. You know, the devil would love to get you hard-hearted towards God, hard-hearted towards people, hard-hearted towards the church. Works overtime to do that. Make sure that, you know, you get banged around and bruised and all that. But see, you got to get yourself together. And you have to keep yourself together, see. You know, uh, my, my hope is not on what people do or don't do. My hope is in the Lord. Because I already know what he has done. And I'm, and, and I'm pressing into what he says that he surely shall. There's some surely shall things uh, that are in store for us. You know, I, I can't describe to you mile marker 263 in the state of Tennessee what I would see if I was there. Because I'm here. But if I get on 65 and I drive steadily and I stay on it till I reach mile marker 263, I will see what's to be seen there that I cannot see here. And see this Naomi, you know, uh, I'm sure she had a picture uh, in her mind of what Bethlehem was. Remember, they left there in famine, but she had heard that God was visiting. Again, there was abundance in the place of bread. Imagine that. You know, hope. And we're going to delve deeply into that phrase before it's all said and done because there's some things that God is going to supernaturally give you some glimpses of and cause you to imagine that. Have an image, that same image that God has, because see, God knows what you'll see at mile marker 263 in Tennessee, because He set it all up. He created it all. He just got to talk you into staying steadily, traveling with Him, staying steadily on His path, so He gets you where you're going to. And I got news for you. We're not staying here. We're not staying in how it is today. What it is right now. And even who we're with. We are on our way to the greater measures. The greater promises of God. The greater glory, the Bible talks about, of the latter house. You are that people. This is that time. These are those days and we're in this wonderful journey of summertime where we're making a shift 
out of what we have been looking at and even what we see now and what we shall surely see because the Lord, if he can get us where he wants, where he is taking us, oh my goodness, what will life look like there compared with here? Well, you surely shall see. You will know. You will have that experience in God if your if your hope in the Lord. Let your hope be in the Lord. You know, hope, don't worry about the time frames. Hope needs time to germinate and grow into faith. You know, God's growing your faith. But you got to treat hope kind of gently. You got to give a little extra attention in this summer of special attention to the hope that's on the inside of you. To the hope that God's planting in your heart for something different, something greater, something e- even ever more than what you've known before. Can I get a witness in this house? Amen. Well, let's close this out with a uh, uh, prayer. Pastor Ron and Kelly are, are uh, traveling. Thank the worship team for all of their uh, dedication and and uh, and uh, hard work. I'm hopeful that they'll come back, and I'm sure that they surely shall. Amen. It's been good to see you today. We're so grateful uh, you see us, but we can't see you. But we know that you're there. We know that you're out there and that you're looking and that you're listening for God. And we're. So thankful and grateful to be able to share the God that we know. Uh, you know, you, uh, you and I are in this together. Well, Pastor Bruce, do, do you know? Oh, I believe that there is a know, and there's a flow of that now. And I will tell you what I do know. Uh, as of right now, if I trust in the Lord, and if I will stay traveling with him, just together with him, doing each and every day together with him, that he surely shall get me. And if you will follow us as we follow the Lord, you'll get there with us. And we'll share this wonderful experience of life together with God, with you as we share it together uh, with him. You know, we so want you to know and that's the answer to the wondering and the wandering and the not knowing, isn't it? It's to just get with Jesus and stay with Jesus. See? It's like coming into a new, into, uh, you know, into a, a new thing and a new place of grace. Great, wonderful space that God has created for you and I where there's room enough for you to grow. I'll tell you, here in this house, you, you, God has purposed that you would grow, and there's room enough for you to grow. To grow up in Him. To be yourself in Him. To enjoy Him. To celebrate Him. And we'll celebrate Him and you together. Amen. There's no place like home. Amen. And there's no thing like family. Now, some of you are str- have, the, there's been this struggle of the trouble of you just wandering and wandering 
And I can I share that with you. I'll tell you sometimes, you know, the journey is longer and stronger than we would like. But there's, but, you know, uh, when it gets settled, this is home. This is the family that I belong to. There's no substitute for that. I said there's no substitute for that. You know, when we've received the Spirit of God, the Bible says even the Spirit of adoption. Why? Because He understands that we go through this process of of coming from not belonging to the Lord. All of a sudden, now we, when we ask Jesus to Lord our life and we choose to follow Him, now we it's like being adopted. Even though we're born again into the family, we still need the Spirit of God to show us and to tell us and to help us, see, to understand that it's more than just legal paperwork here. It's blood now. It's a supernatural thing. But he has to deal with our natural thinking that sometimes we wind up You know, uh, we feel like that we're stepchildren or half-brothers or half-sisters. I like what uh, my son says, and they're a melded family, and he said, we don't do half here. (laughs) And you know, God doesn't do half, halfway, half things. God doesn't do half or stepchildren. God is into wholeness. Amen? And that's where he's headed to the... To the wholeness where the whole of your life fits together wonderfully, beautifully into his perfect plan. And eternity will have to tell the rest of the story. I like this, that there was only one paragraph dedicated to once upon a time back in the day. Just one paragraph, five verses. And then it says one day. Maybe this is your day. To get yourself together enough. To let's move and journey together with God. Amen. Alright let's bow our heads and we'll pray together. I want to pray for you. Lord I bless this people. I thank you that your word is already blessed. The spirit of God has been working over and working within Lord, lives, hearts, and minds today. And I thank you, Lord, for great change, great measures, great things are taking place in receptive hearts today in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that you're seeding us with hopes for the future. You're, you, you've, you're working the, the good soil of our hearts. And you're going to cause growth and increase to come. And Lord, I thank you that even as we go through the cycle of seasons uh, in the natural, that this will be a fall of very, very great, very fruitful. There'll be more fruit of your work, of what you want. There'll be a lot less of what and who we don't want in our life. And there'll be much more of what and who we do desire together with you in our life. In Jesus' name, greater measures, greater measures, greater measures. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now that's our prayer, not only for everybody that's in the house, but everyone that will uh, see uh, uh, see this broadcast or tune into this uh, podcast uh, later on. The word of God is not limited to time 
or to space or to even generations. It's an eternal thing. So you claim it for yourself. If you believe it, you can receive it. If you don't, you won't. But we sure do want you to uh, have it. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Until the next time, I want you to remember this. You are so very blessed. So you be at rest. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.